Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. Bezaz Hashem, Feedbacks and Insights, Sheer number 99. And today we're going to talk about how to connect with each other by learning and appreciating each other's differences, as well as how to name challenges you're facing and how to handle challenges you're facing in the most calm and beautiful way that actually promotes growth and deeper connection. And for, give an example. Sometimes you have uh, someone marries a powerhouse, a very forceful personality, an assertive personality, and the other one is more on the quiet, passive side. So what happens over here is the person who is more passive has a hard time accessing his or her own voice to speak up when needed and then married to someone that's a powerhouse, that's very assertive. What happens in marriage, in healthy marriages, is each one to recognize, to respect and love their own personality, true. But at the same time, realize Hashem put you together so you can learn and to grow. And therefore, the one that is more passive learns how to be more assertive from his husband or her wife, that's that powerhouse, and that powerhouse person, the other spouse, learns how to yield more. And that is part of their growth. People make the mistake that they, after a while, because it clashes, they look down on it. They view the, the, the one that's a powerhouse as a bully. The bully and the powerhouse views the one that's less assertive as being meek or weak. In reality, that's very often not the case at all. It's just they, they each have their unique personalities. And when they start respecting each other's personalities, learning from each other's personalities, and recognizing the one that's very assertive looks at his, husband, his wife or her husband, it doesn't make a difference which way it is, and realizes they're a good person. There's a certain calmness about them that I could learn from. There's a certain... Um, Menuchas HaNefesh, a certain um, concepts of being mevater, of certain things that I don't have to control all the time, and especially in the home, where I don't have to necessarily act this way towards my uh, spouse or towards my children um, every moment of the day by being forceful and always uh, you know, being like that. And I could learn to access that other part of my personality that I could develop and learn from my spouse to give some space, to not always to uh, be forceful in my opinions, to appreciate the other side of things. And then the one that's less assertive also learns from that powerhouse of their spouse to say, you know something, I value my nature, but the truth is it's important to me sometimes to express myself, to have a voice, to form or opinions. And I know I have opinions and healthy opinions that I have a right and I should express to my to my spouse and to my family. And this is important, you said, by the way, in chinuch with the children as well. Very often, if a powerhouse person is married to someone that's more passive, it seems that most of the influence of the chinuch comes from the one that's the powerhouse. In reality, it's not like that. It certainly doesn't have to be like that. Each one has their unique talents to give over. The passive one, seemingly, the less assertive one, 
could have these one-on-one conversations with each of their children, interact with them, guide them. And the one that's the powerhouse sometimes need to realize, you know, I know I'm sometimes a disciplinarian in the house, or most of the time I'm disciplinarian, but I also have that warm feeling and that love and that affection and that care, and I need to access that part of it. So here is just one example. Another example is an extrovert ending ending up marrying an introvert, which happens often, and one learns to appreciate it. The one that's an extrovert looks at the introvert spouse and recognizes after a while there is a tremendous value of turning inward sometimes, making a cheshben anefesh, sometimes just being alone and thinking things through. And the other one that's an, an introvert learns, you know something? Yes, I'm an introvert, and I like my quiet time, but it is healthy for my, me to move outward. And, and what happens is, just by being, each person being who they are, who he and she is, stimulates the other one to grow. That's the way you look at it. When you look at it that way, and not look at it like it's a negative thing, but it's a positive thing. Yes, sometimes it clashes. But it's Hashem's way of giving you a gift of opportunity for growth. Then that is a tremendously beautiful thing. And it's important while you do this is not to try to fill up a hole that's not the other person's responsibility. Right? Not to make unreasonable demands and so on and so forth. But the idea of that there is enormous growth opportunity for both husband and wife, then when there's this introvert-extrovert difference going on, or a powerhouse and less assertive person going on, it does not have to be a source of conflict or strife. The, The contrary is true. It offers a chance to better understand one another and deepen the connection with one another. To look at it in a deeper level, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem Tzavakais, in his infinite wisdom, peered people, a husband and a wife together, that's perfectly suited to what each neshama needs to experience. When you recognize this and you believe it, your shalom bias could be tremendous by just accepting that concept. And that is beneath the surface of the relationship that goes a long way to build shalom bias and maintains the vitality of your marriage. Each one of you, husband and wife, need to realize, realize that you're a chilek elikami mal, you're a spark of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Each one of you has a connection to the Ein Saif, to the infinity, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That means you can keep discovering more and more about yourself and more and more about your spouse, your husband and wife, as you journey together through this lifetime. What's visible is only a small fraction of what's there. Much more is hidden and comes out of you slowly over time. This is an important concept that we talked about many times before, that people make this mistake, that they marry someone and they're married even five years, certainly if they're married a decade or more than a decade, and they say to themselves, I know my husband like a book, I could read my wife like a book, there's nothing more I can learn from them. That is an incorrect, inaccurate observation. Because no matter how much you think you know about external behaviors, there's the, the shama within each person is infinite. And to remain curious 
of who your husband or wife is creates that spark of interest in the in the in in in, in the in that person and creates the key and that fire to the marriage and when you start shifting your um, consciousness that way and recognize yeah i may be able to on an external level i know my husband and wife like a book quote unquote but to recognize that on the soul level you may not know them at all or very little that helps you look that way and value that and grow and it becomes very exciting it becomes very interesting it creates a spark and those differences too and the way you learn how to do this in a mature way when you confront these differences is to be non-threatening about it and to allow the other one to embrace the changes and to allow yourselves to share with one another. So that is one very important concept. Another important concept is, is when a husband and wife goes through a challenge, whatever they're dealing with, before they even try to solve the challenge, it's very important to learn how to name it. Sometimes you're dealing with something and it's like sort of vague and you're not sure what it is. And what you do is, is first thing is you objectively as you can accurately identify, okay, this seems to be the problem here. Or you talk to each other about it. You know, we, we're going through something and it seems that I articulate this right. This is the problem that's going on now. And you both figure it out and then you're in agreement. Yes, this is the problem. What you realize what happens is, this is the opposite of burying things under the rug, but in a calm, loving way, discuss with each other. Things are off, let's discuss why, and then they discuss it, and then they figure out, boom, this is the problem. Even before they solved anything, the very identification of that problem brings a certain significant level of relief. Your nervous system is much more nervous when you, you're not sure what's going on. Once you identify a problem, then you have that fortitude to understand and to pay attention and be willing to help. While you're not clear and it's vague, that's what it means when you're in a suffolk. You try to talk yourself out of it. There's a problem. You, you thrash around like you try to talk out of it or you blame your husband or wife or you try any type of tactic to distract yourself, to avoid it and or, or and 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 really what you're saying that way is it is an escape but if you do the opposite and the vulnerable part of you says i see you i care about you you're talking to yourself and i understand you're struggling let's figure it out and then you talk to your husband or wife in a vulnerable way and you identify the problem that is the haskala that's even 50% very often of the solution the way you do this is to work towards each other that if, of course, in the beginning, it may feel that a husband or wife, both of them or one of them feels misunderstood or unfairly judged. But when a couple together works in absorbing each other's realities and when you, you and being mocker that when you look from one vantage point, that doesn't, that's not necessarily the whole picture. So to go straight into an argument to try to prove your point or defend yourself against the, your, your spouse's view, that's not productive. The first concept when there's a problem is to name it, identify it, and see the whole picture, which means to respect 
your spouse's reality, but also respect your reality. The way this happens when there's challenges that helps people cope, and it's an excellent tool, is to be curious about it. Not to be upset about it, because life is full of challenges, that's part of reality, and recognize, okay, there's a challenge, but like everything in life, Hashem is using this as an opportunity for the both of us to grow and develop a deeper love and a deeper friendship. Therefore, when a challenge comes up, the first moment thing should be curiosity. Let's understand this. Let's try to figure this out. Let's see what's going on. And what happens is, is you're allowing your husband's reality to become part of your life, your wife's reality to become part of your life. It's not just your own. And it doesn't have to be sicer each other. Then what happens is, after you identify the challenge, now you could accept it and then learn how to handle it. Because again, to say this from the beginning, beginning, challenges are part of Hashem's design of life in this world. The Torah is full of challenges faced by our Avais all down through us. Marriage is no exception. Hashem made it this way that difficulties are fueled for growth. We all experience difficulties in life. We could daven takadosh baruch and we should daven takadosh baruch to minimize those difficulties. Al tevienu l'dein a hundred percent. But just being alive means you have nisyanis, and by trying to avoid them and always seek comfort, these opportunities are wasted, and it's not healthy. Therefore, really, to have that courage to stimulate us by looking at those challenges, we can become the greatest of what Hashem created us to be. When we grapple with our challenges and deal with it head-on, identifying it and then trying to resolve them instead of trying to avoid them, we're embracing this aspect of life circumstances that Hashem gave us and we are trying to use it for the good. And we need to accept, we need to learn to accept the whole of reality with all its experiences and don't separate what we perceive as good and pleasant and the opposite that's a very important thing a lot of times people compartmentalize and they say i'm only going to focus on what's sweet and what's pleasant and what's comforting and i'm going to avoid that other part that's unpleasant and that's a difficulty or challenge no the idea is is to combine them both have a car as all the beautiful good and pleasant things and even on the difficult things, you have a karasatai recognizing that these are opportunities for growth and to learn through these main group shiurim, through the panimi shiurim, through all these shiurim, and through other shiurim from other places to develop the tools to bury, look for that buried gold, to look for that hidden light, to look for that yisrein ha'or menachoshech, that extra excess, beautiful, brilliant light that comes sometimes from the darkness of a challenge. And remember always that Hashem is doing this for the good and is kind and gentle and He wants to help you. Feel that Hashem is with you. Feel that Hashem is holding your hand, both of your hands, and allow that to steady you and center you when you face a challenge. Now, sometimes you need to spend time with part of yourself that's experiencing the difficulty and feel it and understand those feelings and sort it out. And that's healthy also. But then there's a time to verbalize it, 
either personally talking to Hashem about it, and then ultimately to talk to your husband or wife about it. Identify it and talk with acceptance and love and understanding one another. So to review quickly what we said is, firstly, to uncover underlying patterns and how respective issues play off one another, how different personality types, even though that's a source of tension at times and difference at times, but when one realizes that it's there as a, from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, as a Matana to develop you as a person, like the examples we gave, how an extrovert appreciates their introverted time and the introvert appreciates the outward, they become a Adam Hashalim, when a powerhouse learns to yield more, when the more passive one learns to be more um, definitive. All of those are just examples, but we could go on and on and on how Kaddish Baruch Hu, what he's doing in a loving way, creating opportunity for enormous growth that can deepen, that does deepen the connection between a husband and a wife by better understanding one another and incorporating the healthy parts of personality of the opposite gender, your husband or your wife, into yourself. Another concept we talked about is is that what's visible is only a fraction of what's there. Much more is hidden, and that's a beautiful thing. Therefore, no matter how much you think that you know your spouse, you know your husband or your wife, the neshama is deep and endless, and it should and needs to be worked on to become an exciting journey of discovery. To realize when Hashem have you, has you married to a particular husband or wife and is asking you to grow and to learn everything you can about her and him, those special pure points about them, and to bring it out in each other. And that's the beautiful aspect of marriage. And then we talked about how to name the challenge, when, not to run away from it, but to name it, identify it, not to escape by blaming or distracting or avoiding, but and by the, identifying it and verbalizing it. A husband and wife together, even before they have, they know how they're going to solve the problem. But knowing what the problem is clearly and definitively takes away a tremendous amount of the stress, especially if it's, if it's discussed in a loving, normal way. Curiosity becomes the key. Let's, let's try to understand what the problems are. Accept that you have a reality, but that's only half the picture. Absorb and embrace, even if you don't agree, or you don't agree fully, or you don't agree you agree very little, it makes no difference. But embrace his or her inner world and outer world to become part of your life so that you see the whole picture. And then once you identify that challenge, to accept that challenge, to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as much as we want to ask Hashem to remove difficulties, and we should, that's a healthy thing, but every person just by being alive experiences difficulties and it's meant from the goodness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the chesed HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he's holding your hand with it all along, that you could use it for good, it gets transformed into good, and the problem in your marriage, the challenge in your marriage, becomes a glue and a bond, and a, the most deepest connection possible when you work through it together. The HaKadosh Baruch Hu help that we should all be zeicher to this, to appreciate our differences, to learn from each other, to be able to recognize 
the difficulty and and label and understand it with a clarity that resolves 50% of the problem very often. And then to work towards a solution together with Ahava, realizing and asking Hashem to be part of that conversation with the two of you. Have Him be there. Say we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let's do this together with Siyat HaDashmai, with Hashem helping us, and we will work it through. And that creates a deeper bond and a more exciting dynamic between a husband and a wife as they go through these things. And those things that seemed negative becomes the most positive treasured jewel in your life. Bracha and atzlacha.